0: And so, the unchanging epigraph of our study of the Word of God, the Unsearchable Inheritance of Christ, the book of Luke 24, 44. Then Jesus said to his disciples, this is what I told you while I was still with you, that everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. practically I was sitting and looking at this writing that's here on the stage and
1: was
0: and was rejoicing that similar churches are the throne of the, of the Word of God because it was the very first word that came from the mouth of God and God has magnified it above all His names. That church where the Word of God is not upon the throne, is not primary, does not have The right to be called a church of God, this is a counterfeit of a church, so that we as the participants of the body of Christ would share with Christ the fulfillment of all that is written about Him in Scripture, we will continue to study our collaboration with the truth of the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit, who reveals the truth in the heart, what we need to do from our side so that we can receive the right to the power to put off our former way of life so that we can put on the new way of life. Ephesians 4:22 through 24 you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful lusts, to be made new by the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new self created by God in true righteousness and holiness. This commanding order contains the true calling of every person that is a follower of Christ. According to Scripture, a person that does not understand or fulfill this commandment is a person that resists Christ and it members this person to the category of the antichrists. Because if a person does not understand his calling and he chooses for himself something different, some other calling, then he is resisting God. And this is antichrist. Antichrist is that he resists Christ, Christ, he perverts the truth and he chooses not the goals that God has placed for man, he replaces uh, his calling with a different calling, and he does it so that a person believes it, and so only that person will believe it, that is not a student. A person who is, who in his soul and his spirit has become a student, God will find a way how to save him and bring him to the throne, to the Word of God. To fulfill this given commanding order, there are three destiny impacting, commanding, and fundamental acts that we must do. Put off, be renewed, and put on. We have noted that it is specifically our decision regarding these three, three destiny affecting acts to put off, be renewed, and put on that will determine whether we transform ourselves into vessels of mercy or vessels of wrath. Or more specifically, will our salvation be determined that is given to us in the format of a guarantee or will we lose it forever? Which, uh, although it In the beginning was ours, and our names were written into the Book of Life, but the scriptures say that
1: I will
0: blot your name out of the Book of Life, and that means that some will remain, some will be blotted out. In a particular format, we have already looked at the first two requirements and stopped to study the third requirement. What conditions do we need to fulfill so that by the power of our already renewed mind we can begin the process of clothing ourselves into the power of our new person that is created according to God in Christ Jesus in righteousness and holy truth. If we pay attention here, if God, when God makes us a new person in His righteousness and holy truth, He makes us this week, He creates us It's not when Christ lives in us, it's when we live in Christ, when we are placed into the Word of God, when we are clothing ourselves into Christ, into the Word of God, and this is possible only in the body of Christ, because the body of Christ is the Church of Christ. The temple of our body is the temple upon the condition that we are a partaker of the body of Christ, the chosen remnant or the good wife that possesses the virtue of a narrow gate. We have been studying the 18th Psalm of David, where the Holy Spirit reveals the demands according to which we are called to collaborate, our faith prayer with the name of God El Yon, or God Most High, so that we can be saved from our enemies that live within our body. In Hebrew, David turns to God by the name uh, El Yan, which is God Most High the essence of this condition consists in this that in the circumstances of our hardship when we are putting off the old man with his deeds we can call upon the Most High as to our God and confess the faith of our hearts saying who God is to us in Jesus Christ what God has done for us in Jesus Christ who we are to God in Jesus Christ and what conditions do we need to fulfill to inherit all that God has done for us in Jesus Christ
1: and by Jesus
0: Christ that uh, narrow space that you feel this is a very difficult time in every uh, person's life when you feel abandoned forgotten by God just as Christ has he felt on the cross on the cross he cried out saying Father, Father why have you forsaken me? When actually God forsakes you because you are in, you feel that God has forsaken you because you're in death, because God is sensed, you, you 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 experience Him in life, and so you're in the death, but in order to experience Him in life, you need to be submerged into the death. Uh, the three baptisms where we make a covenant with God, the covenant of blood, salt, and peace. We've noted that the given allegory is one of the most powerful and all capturing examples demonstrating the collaboration of our renewed mind as King David with the name of God Most High and their violent conflict with our carnal mind in the form of King Saul and with governing sin as our old person. And so three anointed by God kings That all want our body Want to control a rule over our body The field of battle is our heart The king that we give consideration to Is the one that will take control and that by the means of the confession of the faith of our heart proclaiming who God is to us in Jesus Christ what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and who we are to God in Jesus Christ God can receive the proper foundation that he needs to join the battle for our earthly body so he can shame the governing within our body sin which is the old person by the power of his redemption and with noise forever thrust him out into hell in its character, the psalm of David contains three parts where we see demonstrated an example of the character of legitimate prayer that belongs to kings, priests, and prophets. The first part identifies the state of the heart of David as a warrior in prayer, which is the required basis for the legitimate status of his prayer, belonging to kings, priests, and prophets. Second part opens up the consistency of legitimate prayer itself, which belongs to kings, priests, and prophets, which gives God the proper basis to deliver David from the hand of all of his enemies, or to join the battle for our earthly bodies. The third part illustrates the prayer battle itself in an epic way, which is beyond the limitations of the typical human mind, that we as warriors in prayer clothed into the virtues of into the virtue of a king, priest, and prophet, lead the battle for the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. I shall remind us that the virtue of a king consists of our mind being renewed by the spirit of our mind, which gives us power to the right to rule over the emotional aspect of our body and lead them under the bridle as a horse of battle. The virtue of a priest gives us the power to the right to run to God as warriors in prayer so that we can perform legitimate intercession for the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ and so that we can fulfill our calling. The virtue of a prophet gives our new person the right to enter the devir, the Holy of Holies the throne, the Word of God, so that we can hear the voice of God above the lid of the golden ark within our heart, and it provides God then the foundation, the legitimate basis to hear our intercessions our intercessions about the adoption of our body and respond to them, these intercessions. In a specific format we already looked at the first part and stopped to look at the second part which opens up the consistency of legitimate prayer in the eight names of God Most High. Getting to know and confessing the power that is contained in the heart of David in the eight names of God allowed David to love and call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised so that he can be saved from his enemies. And God getting to know and confessing the truth that opens up the power of his names within the heart of David, provided God with the right foundation or the legitimate basis to use the power that is contained in the capabilities of his names to battle against the enemies of David. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. Psalm eighteen one through four. And so <clears throat> while we continue to study these names, We will have the ability together to turn to God, and in these names, we can state who God is to us and what God has done for us and who we are to Him in Jesus Christ. And so, together, let us proclaim these Lord, my strength. Lord, you are my rock. Lord, you are my fortress. Lord, you are my deliverer. Lord, You are my rock in whom I take refuge. Lord, you are my shield. Lord, the horn of my salvation. And Lord, you are my stronghold. May the Lord do His work and may He show this power of His names in every one of us according to the words we've proclaimed because confessing these words will clothe us into the power of these names. We already studied our inherited lot in Christ Jesus in the power of four names of God. These are Strength, Rock, Fortress, and Deliverer. And we stopped to study our inherited lot in Christ Jesus in the name of God, Rock of Israel. The given nature of prayer where David confesses his inherited lot in the eight names of God Most High identify the inheritance that is contained in the covenant that is made between God and man. And so he confesses these eight names to show that he confesses a covenant where he has his role and God has his own. In meaning or in significance, this nature of prayer is a strategic teaching, which has purposed to be the calling of every warrior in prayer, ones that have the virtue of a king, priest, and prophet, who is anointed to rule over his earthly body, not the body of another, but his own personal body. For one another, we are called to be servants, but when when it comes to our own body, we need to be masters. This is where we can control it, rule over it, as masters do. But never ever rule or be master over another. If a person has not accepted the given to him anointing to govern over his calling, which is his mortal body, in the status of a king, priest, and prophet, so that he can change it into the virtue of a heavenly body, then this revelation that is purposed for worshipping God in prayer will not benefit him. And worshipping in spirit and in truth loses all meaning if a person worships out of the boundaries of a covenant that he's made with God and if he does not understand what a covenant is or what it includes what it consists of what are the powers of the names contained in those uh, in that covenant how do we obey our faith to these the power contained in these names then this will be an unfortunate story that will bring millions of so-called Christians to hell when today they think they are convinced that they are going to heaven, marching to heaven, and they bury their people and are confident that they will meet uh, meet them in heaven. Therefore, the quality and lexicon identifying the name of God, living rock, as with the previous names of God, Most High, is not able to be found in any existing existing dictionary of the world. Living rock is edge of a cliff, stone or stone defense, covering or shadow of a cliff, a rock bearing a victory over the enemy, elephant tusk, elephant ivory, a rock representing eternal government, a rock containing the promise of imperishable food, a rock serving as a comfort of peace. Using the power of the given components contained in the name of God Rock of Israel We are called to receive the victorious ability to keep and increase our profits that we receive from the invested silver of our salvation. This profit consists of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ and is a component of the perfect will of God. Considering such a necessary tandem or such a union of God with man, it becomes vital for us to identify within each aspect of our essence the role of God and the role of man. So that we not confuse these and not uh, present ourselves as God, because every time a person confuses his role with God's role, he places himself in the, God's position, and although it is ignorance, it is an ignorance uh, that is punishable by death. My nation shall be destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge meaning uh, ignorance, a hard heart, because they have refused to know God within his words. God says, I will forget you and your children. I will forget all the promises. The children are the promises that you had accepted and bore, but as you have not magnified your my word above all my names, in your heart, I shall forget you and and your children. First what characteristics and categories identify our inherited lot in the name of God, Rock of Israel? Second, what purpose as it relates to the achieving of our salvation is our inherited lot called to fulfill in the name of God, Rock of Israel? What price do we need to pay to provide God a proper foundation to be our Rock of Israel in a specific format, as much as God has allowed and according to the measure of our faith? We have already studied the essence. We have to understand that He allows us to know Him according to the measure of our faith. Because God says, you can know me, I am accessible to you, but the measure of our faith, the measure of our obedience. And so that—that <clears throat> that is what... Uh, what stands as, as a barrier to, to knowing Him more. We have already studied the essence of the first three questions and have been studying the fourth question. By what sign do we determine that God is our rock as it relates to the achieving of our calling, which consists of erecting the stronghold of life within our mortal body? by the signs that we are able to judge that our heart is a stronghold for Christ and that God has the proper foundation that He needs to reveal Himself in the temple of our body and the power of His name, Rock of Israel. According to the covenant of peace that is made between us and God, we decided to restrict ourselves to only eight signs, although there are many more of them. In the previous services, seven signs were already subjects of our study, therefore we will pay attention today to the eighth sign the eighth sign in the temple of our body by which we can determine that we have entered into the inheritance of our lot contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel is to obtain power to the right to be a dove of the Most High in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff O my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff let me see your face, let me hear your voice for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely Songs of Solomon 2.14 to be in the secret places of the cliff in safety from sin that has control in our body representing the image of our stronghold this cliff is to hide or cover in the death of the Lord Jesus by acknowledging the authority of the person that is placed to carry responsibility for us in the body of Christ to hear the voice of the Lord in the voice of the person that is placed over us by God the voice asking us to show our face to God means receive for your body the resurrection of Christ in the erection of the stronghold of life within our body and so specifically this is what it means show me your face allow me to hear your voice in other words show me your face he doesn't mean to show him our physical face but to show him the face of the new person that we are clothing ourselves into, and so that He can hear the voice of faith, the voice of our confessions where we proclaim the not-existent stronghold of incorruption in our body as existing. And when God says, show me, allow me to hear, that means the moment has come that God will fulfill, bring about this promise. For this purpose, it is necessary to pay the price for the right to possess the nature of the Holy Spirit, identified as the nature of a dove. The nature of the Holy Spirit is presented in Scripture in the virtue of the simplicity of the dove that demonstrates itself in the status of a servant of the Lord, which allows the Holy Spirit to be a warrior in prayer, converting the perfect will of God into reality through our sacred person that is being moved and led by the Holy Spirit. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Matthew 10,
1: 16.
0: It's interesting as it says here, be wise as serpents. It's not talking about serpents of the Garden of Eden because out of him, he was the... Uh, he was very crafty and that is not a quality of wisdom the regular reptile, the serpents that God has created, they have wisdom those who study serpents they are very, very much uh, interested and attracted by them because, and even children when they understand the nature of a serpent, a snake a, a, a serpent or snake never attacks automatically it protects itself, it defends itself, if you walk by her she won't touch you she will uh, defend herself from you if she sees that you are trying to uh, violate her space or her or her uh, her offsprings she places her head to the ground and blocks the other ear with her tail to not hear the voice of the uh, one who curses and so become, attempt to become uh, deaf def- have the deafness of Christ to what Satan says what your old person says and what people say about your neighbor and especially about your pastor because about your neighbor is one thing but when you accept Uh, evil things about your pastor perverted information ideas this will be calamity one time a sister approached me and told me my mother is poisoning us I know that what she says is a lie but this lie is working It's, it's working this lie and so I'm leaving the church because of it if you can imagine she knows she knows it's a lie But this lie is working. Why? Because she did not fulfill the condition to be wise as a serpent and to be harmless as a dove when it's talking about simplicity or simple in the original Greek and Hebrew languages are translated into the into the Russian language from different words and as in the Russian language for example there are not as many variations of the word but only one analog the same word simple simplicity they have one mutual uh, meaning we need to in each specific situation where in scripture we see the word simple or simplicity, we need to compare with the original from which they translated this word to find out the actual meaning and definition of this word in each individual situation. Because in the original there'll be a different meaning, for example, the word simple in the phrase to be simple as a dove is used in the Greek language only when they talk about, for example, pure gold or silver that does not have any foreign inclusions, as well as pure wine that does not have in itself any foreign additions and is not mixed with water. But we don't even have that within our language but in theirs uh, but when it says to be as simple have the simplicity of the dove the holy spirit is presented as the as the dove and the bride is as is presented as a dove she has the nature of the holy spirit that means that she has become golden, pure gold that has been uh, purified within the furnace. She has been purified from all the inclusions of the f- of the flesh of sin, uh, or wine that does not that has not been mixed in any way. Therefore, simplicity came from the word simple in the Greek language. In the given place of Scripture, it means pure, guiltless, undamaged, and does not have any foreign particles. In Hebrew, the, the analogical Greek word "simplicity" means perfection, fullness, wholeness, uprightness. The more complete meaning of the word "simple" in the given in the given place of Scripture means complete, the one and only, sincere, pure, healthy, truthful, without deceit, without hate humble or gentle, upright, and loving of peace, which indicates the desire to take care of examine the bond find satisfaction desire good to love to be friendly to nourish or have in uh, or to nourish the, a real and sincere feeling for one another understandably in scripture there is another meaning of the word simple that is translated from the hebrew language that in no way is able to represent, represent the simplicity of the holy spirit in the simplicity of a dove however we are concentrating today on on the simplicity of the holy spirit that is called to demonstrate itself in us in simplicity that pleases God. For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly toward you. 2 Corinthians 1.12 Apostle Paul explains that in himself and those that are like him they have the nature of the Holy Spirit. Simplicity in Hebrew means directness, sincerity, without pretense or fakeness, fair, straight forward, generous, cordial from the heart, a gentle attitude relating to being hospitable and being ready to help. And so here, where Paul says that we, in simplicity uh, and sincerity, this word here, simplicity, (coughs) in the original Greek, has this list of definitions. In other places of Scripture, also Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 11, 2-3, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And so, a simple person is not able to be deceived in this case. I fear, he says, somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve, in other words, the simplicity of the Holy Spirit is such a virtue that we are called to have. In order to win the war with our old nature and the supporting it sin and death, it is necessary to possess the simplicity of a dove that is in the cleft of the rock that is linked to the virtue of a servant of the Lord by which we can identify that true simplicity. Cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul for I am your servant. Psalm 143.12 To be a servant of the Lord means to carry His seal. That would se- that would testify of our belonging to God. This means that it's talking about spiritual thinking. Spiritual thinking is the seal of God upon our forehead. Spiritual thinking or thoughts is life and peace but carnal thinking is death in the ancient times slaves had specific marks on their bodies with which or w- which were evidence by which you can determine who they belonged to to an owner or a ruler and in order to be clothed into the virtue of a servant of the Lord that is confirmed by the simplicity of a dove, and in this way destroy within our body your sinful origin and supporting this origin governing sin and death, we will study the following aspects. Because they are linked to the simplicity of the dove, the Holy Spirit is a servant of the Lord who is a servant of the word of God that comes out of the mouth of God and he gladly he watches over it he's vigilant and he brings he, he he makes it real and so the father is the thought the son of God is the word and the holy spirit is the one who makes it real that who uh makes it happen the essence or mystery that is contained in the virtue of a servant of the Lord the calling that is contained in the virtue of a servant of the Lord the price for the right to possess the virtue of a servant of the Lord and the results from having the status of a servant of the Lord because the Heavenly Father he is a servant of His Word that comes out of His mouth and He behaves within those boundaries, the boundaries of the Word He sa- he states, he, sp- he speaks. And we then, when we pray, we will ask for the things that He's already said, not just in Scripture, but what He's spoken in our heart that we have heard from Scripture and have put into our heart and have begun to water it and Care for it, as Rahab did the harlot. If you remember, she what did she do? She took the two spies. This is symbol of the Erm and, Thumm, and Thummim, and she hid them in her bed area. area. And it's interesting; it was under uh, uh, bundles of of linen. And it's interesting that it was in this way it's a symbol of of the of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you know, the priests they had to wear linen to enter into the holy of holies. This uh, testified of the fact that they died to sin and that they live for God. And so she hid them. She hid them in her upper chamber in her in her home. And when governing sin, those uh, delegates uh, that came, the the representatives of the king, she said, I don't know where they are. You can look for them. They looked around, and it's true they weren't in the in the. They weren't in the house. They were hidden in her spirit, in her upper chamber area. In the world's understanding and definition, a servant is is a person that, due to specific reasons, first was deprived of a sovereign rights to demonstrate his will, and second was obligated to fulfill the will of his master that has overcome him or to whom he sold himself, to as a slave. And the greatest form of belitt- belitt- uh, belittling slavery that uh, suppresses our will is a master who is our old nature that we inherited from the sinful life of our fathers. Therefore sin and death that lives within the body of a person governs over us, rules over us, suppressing our will to perform righteousness just because of where he came from
1: from the aim, uh,
0: from the aimless conduct or the sinful life of our fathers Jesus answered them the Jews most assuredly I say to you whomever commits sin is a slave of sin john 834. At the same time, every person that performs righteousness is a slave of righteousness. This is also a form of slavery, but this slavery possesses the status of a servant of the Lord. This is a favorable slavery, and it is the virtue is so great that there's no other uh, level or virtue that is greater in heaven because uh, God himself is a servant of his own word. A person who possesses the status of a servant of the Lord is a person that was purchased by God from slavery of sin and death, and because of his love for God, he has voluntarily refused to demonstrate his own will for the benefits of God's will, or voluntarily, upon the conditions of God, he dedicated himself to God and has focused all of the energy of his will to fulfill God's will. In doing so, he has become a Nazarite of God, bearing reproach upon his head, the reproach of God which has given the Holy Spirit the foundation to live within our heart, and God He gave, it gave Him the foundation that He needs to place us into the entrails of, of His Son as a good wife that possesses the virtue of a narrow gate. Therefore the identification of a servant of the Lord in Scripture is directly linked to the identifying within a person the nature of Christ as well as the nature of the Holy Spirit the nature of simplicity. Therefore, in Scripture, the status of a servant of the Lord is identified in Scripture as the individual Son of God in the status of the Son of Man. We talked about this before, that the Father already has this status, but the Son, when Jesus was here on earth as the Son of Man, He Became a servant of the word of his heavenly Father. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. As he says, my, uh, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Isaiah 53, 11. God, by uh, prophet Isaiah, he says that when my son comes, the son that will be born in the flesh, he, by knowing the heavenly father, he will be righteous, and that he will be his servant. And because of this, he will be able to justify many, and will bear their iniquities. For Jesus, as well as for us, to possess the nature of a servant of the Lord means to be vigilant of the truth that is contained in our heart as God is vigilant over His Word in the temple of our body which we have concealed in our heart so that it can be soon fulfilled. If we, similar to God, will be vigilant over the Word of God which we have concealed within our heart, then this means that we have entered the the heritage of our inherited lot contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Second, the status of a servant of the Lord is identified in Scripture as the individual Holy Spirit. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to to her brother and to her mother. Genesis 24.53 We know that Eleazar, he was the master of the household of Abraham. He's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. He is called a servant. He was sent to bring Rebecca to Isaac, to bring the bride to Christ. The goal of the Holy Spirit who has come here is to grow His church into into fullness, into maturity. And this means that she has received her calling. She has accepted that promise of the adoption of her body. By the yeah, redemption of Christ, you're, you're, and she has erected the stronghold of incorruption within herself and everything God has done in the plan of our redemption including selecting of the bride of the Lamb from the general crowd of the saved, he does using this, using his servant the Holy Spirit upon the condition that we receive the Holy Spirit as well as the conditions upon which we receive the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit. The main goal of being led by the Holy Spirit who being the servant of the Heavenly Father who gladly and without further discussion fulfills the will of the heavenly father the main goal of being led by him is that you do not have the receiving and practicing of the gifts of the holy spirit upon your list of priorities but rather that you have (coughs) leaving of your nation the house of your father and your former life and follow him to meet our lord in the air as rebecca had done The fact that the Holy Spirit possesses the status of a servant of the Lord is clearly seen in many parables, and here is one of them. And he sent his servants at supper time and said to those who were invited, Come for all things are now ready. Luke 14, 17. This was the time of the Pentecost. This was the supper time. Finally, the Holy Spirit literally came down upon the earth at the time. He came down, but not as he had done before in the uh, upon the prophets of the old testament but he came down uh permanently to uh, find the bride and bring her to isaac to to the lord if we understand that the price for the po- possibility to be led by the holy spirit consists in leaving our nation the house of our father and our former sinful life and that the purpose of the holy spirit consists in leading us to meet the lord in the air and be led by him if we don't understand that that this is what needs to happen, then this will lead us to destruction, but if we do understand, then that means that we have entered into the heritage and that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Third, the status of a servant of the Lord is identified as the bride of Christ or that category of saints that is oriented on being prepared to follow the Holy Spirit so that we can meet our God as our groom. Genesis twenty four sixty one. Then Rebekah and her maids arose, and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and departed. For she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, it is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Genesis 24, 65, 66. If we think that we will notice Christ, uh, if we see him, we won't. Uh, As as people sing, we will only uh, recognize him If the Holy Spirit shows us, because Apostle Paul says we don't know Christ in the flesh, he, in heaven, he's very different. He's very different than what he was like here on earth. He has such power, such glory that we will not be able to determine who he is uh, to differentiate him. We will need the Holy Spirit to help us do that. Only those people that are led by the Holy Spirit will follow Him and He, the Holy Spirit will point Him out. He will show the bride how to prepare herself to meet with Him.
1: And when
0: uh, Eleazar told Rebecca that this is my master, then she covered her face. The veil with which Rebecca covered her face herself is a symbol of acknowledging this authority over herself, where she demonstrated her readiness, her preparedness to be clothed into the honorable virtue of a, of a servant of her groom, Isaac. God makes a covenant only with the chosen by him remnant, who has voluntarily rejected his sovereign rights for the benefit of the sovereign rights of God over us. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David. Psalm
1: 89.3
0: I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David. And so God gives His oath promises to His chosen ones. And His chosen ones are servants that have the simplicity of a dove, the simplicity of the Holy Spirit. The simplicity of the Holy Spirit is that He is a servant a voluntary servant of the Word of God that comes out of God's mouth. And so if we understand that the price for the right to be a servant of the Lord consists in the voluntary refusal of your sovereign rights for the benefit of the sovereign rights of God over us, then this means that we have entered into into our heritage that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Fourth, the status of a servant of the Lord is one of the greatest ranks of power and virtue in the kingdom of heaven. Who being in the form of God, this is talking about the Son of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee before his name, every knee will bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, Philippians 2, 6-10. He gave him a name above, above all names. This is the word of God. Only after we paid the price of humility for the right to be clothed into the status of a servant of the Lord, which consists in humbling ourselves to the death and death of the cross, in the death of the Lord Jesus so that we die by the law for the law, we will be drawn by God into the resurrection of Christ and will rise with him above all his names and be seated with him to the right side Of the throne of God. If we understand that the price for the right to be a servant of the Lord consists in us dying by the law for the law in the death of the Lord Jesus, and we pay the entire price so that we give God the proper foundation (coughs) to raise us from the death of Christ into his resurrection, then this means we have entered the inheritance of our lot contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Fifth, the status of a servant of the Lord gives a person the power to the right to perform the perfect will of God. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God.
1: 1
0: Peter 2.15-16
1: And
0: so the liberty of Christ is liberty from sin in the given situation the goal that identifies the status of a servant of the Lord is that we doing good or kindness would guard the mouth of ignorance of foolish people as those that are free and not as those who use freedom to cover up sin this means that to possess the status of a servant of the Lord is to be free from the power of sin that lives within our body speaking of kindness with which we are called to guard the mouth of ignorance of foolish people this is the wisdom of God that is concealed in our heart in the virtue of the truth of the elementary teaching of Christ that we are called to demonstrate in our faith, in our words and our actions that correspond to our words. And this is possible only in the situation when we grow the tree of life within the good soil of our heart that will show itself in the gentleness of our mouth that are disciplined by the truth that is concealed in our heart. And if we understand that the price for the right to be a servant of the Lord consists in us being able to do good work, which consists of confessing the faith of our heart that is concealed within our heart so that we can guard the mouth of ignorance of foolish people, then this means that we have entered the heritage that is contained in the name of of God, Rock of Israel. Sixth, the status of a servant of the Lord will indicate the type of spirit we are being led by and by whom we are overcome these are wells without water clouds carried by a tempest for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness they allure through the lusts of the flesh through lewdness the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error while they promise them liberty they themselves are slaves of corruption for by whom a person is overcome by him also he is brought into bondage 2 Peter 2 17 through 19 considering to be Considering this, to be a servant of the Lord is to be the cloud of the Most High that is carried by the wind of the Holy Spirit that is filled with His moisture that will be poured out by the command of the Holy Spirit as a blessing for one and as a punishment for another. Also with moisture, He saturates the thick clouds. He scatters His bright clouds, and they swirl about being turned by His guidance that they may do whatever He commands them on the face of the whole earth. He causes it to come whether for correction or for His land or for mercy. Job 37, 11-13 is what the perfection of God is in he is perfect that he he works within the boundaries of his word if he says that he hates those who hate him and loves those who love him then that's how he will behave within those words he will send his son uh, upon those whom love him and pour out his rains upon those who love him and, and as a blessing for the ones who love him and as a curse for those who hate him. If we understand that the price for the right to be servant of the Lord consists in being led by the Holy Spirit and that we are overcome by Him so that we can become His clouds that are filled with His moisture and by His command we pour out His judgments as a punishment for one and as a curse for the other and as a blessing for another, then this means that we have entered our inherited lot in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Seventh, the status of a servant of the Lord will demonstrate itself in man in wisdom that comes from above. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Titus 3.3 3. According to this place, to be servant of the Lord is to be servant of righteousness, where the members of our body are presented to God as slaves of righteousness for good work. As it is written, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered and having been set free from sin you became slaves of righteousness I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh for just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness for when you were slaves of sin you were free in regard to righteousness but what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed for the end of those things is death but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life Romans 6 17-22 If we understand that the price for the right to be a servant of the Lord consists in presenting the members of our body as slaves of righteousness and we do this every day in our life, then this means that we together have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Second question, what purpose does the right to possess the virtue of a servant of the Lord have in our prayer? and by which then we can also judge that we have entered into the heritage of our lot in the name of God, Rock of Israel. First purpose in possessing the status of a servant of the Lord within us is called to give God the legitimate grounds to show us his works by which we can examine ourselves that we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God rock of Israel. Psalm 90, 16, Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children.
1: These are wonderful and
0: commanding words that God used when he created the visible and invisible world. When he said, "Let there be light," let your work appear to your servants, and your glory to their children. And so, only a priest can state things in this way. You can't pray and say, "Let the Lord, may the Lord bless you," or let in this case, or may. Uh, uh, you can say Lord bless this person. You, this is a desire we have. But when you say let may the Lord bless you or let the Lord bless you uh you stayed in, in this way when you have the authority to as a, as a priest.
1: <clears throat> we can
0: we can say all good things for you my sister but you can't say, may the Lord bless you. And why? Because to, to say it that way, you need to have the authority over that person. As the younger is blessed by the older. as is. And so David blesses who? The servants of the Lord. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. So that God can demonstrate His work or show His work to His servants and His glory upon His sons, it is necessary that the mouth of a person that is clothed with the authority of a priest provide God with the legitimate grounds to fulfill His will when it comes to His servants. (coughs) Considering that the servants of the Lord are people who are vigilant over the word of God that is contained in their heart, just as God is vigilant in the temple of their body over His word so that it be fulfilled in the time that He has appointed means that the sons of the servants of the Lord is the fruit of their spirit, and it contains holiness, which is the glory of the Lord. The fruit of our spirit, the fruit of holiness, is the glory of the Lord. May it be, let it be upon <clears throat> the glory of the Lord, let it be upon your children. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. First Peter
1: five ten.
0: And so, the head of the apostles having the authority to pass on, and when he said this, and we accept it, then we become this way. And so, for the words of Apostle Paul, he died. If we just read this, it won't come into our essence. We need a living apostle that will take the words of Apostle Peter and will proclaim them toward us or for us. May the God of all grace, may he perfect you, establish you, strengthen and settle you. In church, you need living apostles. They weren't, this hasn't been changed. In people that are carnal, it's be changed. They were and are. The fruit of holiness, as all fruit, is the result of a short uh, span of suffering that leads us to perfection. That is in the likeness of the perfection of our Heavenly Father. And so this is to strengthen us and make us immovable in God's faith. If we understand the results of a short-term suffering so that we can, in the boundaries of holiness, be brought into perfection like our Heavenly Father is perfect, then this means that he, we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. <clears throat> Second, the purpose in possessing the status of a servant of the Lord in us is called to provide God with the legitimate grounds to show us those things that are going to soon happen by which we can examine ourselves that we have entered that lot of our inheritance that is in the name of God, Rock of Israel.
1: Revelation
0: 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants. If a person does not have the status of a servant, he'll read this, but he won't understand what it's talking about. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place and he sent and, and signified it by his angel to His servant John Revelation 1:1 I was listening to a servant or I was listening to a sermon uh, of one individual that many people in Russia listen to He said that the angel that is in heaven are Technically, the telescopes and
1: the
0: uh, satellites and such that are in in the sky. And so that's what he was saying those are. And the people that pass on the word of God through television and radio, he says these are the angels, I would have asked him the question, then those people that are in the church, those that preach the word, are they not angels? Only those that are in radio? And when they were asked, uh, uh, he was asked. Uh, uh, he uh, because they thought he was uh, he he wasn't uh, either saying it correctly or and so he he uh, and he's he asked them uh, why you ask me questions? I just take the words of other people and I read them. I'm just a regular reader that reads the sermons of other people and one or the other, and I preach them. And I thought, then, where did he get this information then? You know where he... From Billy Graham.
1: This was a person,
0: uh, he is the one who interpreted it that way, and he took his sermon and passed it on, and he said, as I speak through the radio, as Billy Graham, he passed on information through radio, And so, I am now that angel. And so, so, those that are part of a specific order uh, which exists in the world, he was part of that Billy Graham, and his wife never was never in agreement uh, with him about just uh, just to uh, listen to the word through the radio. She still went to church and she has still attended a physical church and was a member of a physical church. And Billagram was just a husband to her and nothing more. He wasn't a teacher and so forth. All right, moving forward, according to the meaning of the place we read, the revelation of Jesus Christ given to him by God so that he could show his servants the things that are come to pass soon.
1: And so this is
0: this means that people that do not have the virtue of a servant of the Lord will will not be able to know the things that are to come soon, or to come to pass soon. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. Amos
1: 3.7
0: If we are within the order of hierarchical subordination, then our heart will be open to the things that are to come soon by the preached word, uh, the words of the delegated of, of God. That means that we then have entered our inherited lot contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. You know the things that are to come to pass soon so clearly that no one else in a way no one else knows go to any other church and ask any member of those churches any Episcopal, any pastor uh, the things that
1: are to come soon
0: they will prepare something for you you won't be able to eat And so if we are within this position and we know the things that are to come to pass soon because we receive this word, then this means that we have entered our inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, God, Rock of Israel. Third, purpose in possessing the status of a servant of the Lord in us is called to show the fruit of righteousness within our faith that is obtained by by us by faith in Jesus Christ by which we need to examine ourselves that we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, Free, you shall be free, indeed. John eight thirty four through thirty six, and so anyone who <coughs> commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not abide in the house forever. This means that in the house of, of God on earth, slaves of sin are there, but they are not able to be there forever. People that are bound by sin can't be within the house of God forever. If the Son will not make them free. They will not be able to enter the eternal house. They're on, on in the physical uh, church on earth. They are vessels for the lower purpose, as it were, the cl- of clay pots and so forth. But in heaven, they won't be. And so they are useful... uh, to spreading rumors and resisting the truth and so in the given situation we see that people that are bound by sin and are in the house of of the Lord which is a church of saints they are there temporary and they are not able to inherit the kingdom of heaven if they will not abide in the preached to them word and this word will not be in them to make them free from sin and in this way to clothe them into the virtue of a servant of the Lord Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing of Myself. But as My Father taught Me, I speak these things. And He who sent Me is with Me. The Father has not left Me alone, for I always do those things that please Him. As He spoke these words, many believed in Him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in Him, If you abide in My word, you are My disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John eight, twenty eight through thirty two. And so the truth of the preached word that we hear and that we accept, and we begin to count ourselves dead to sin, living for God, we proclaim that not existent stronghold of incorruption in our body as existing makes and will make us free from governing. Or ruling sin within us. If you pay attention only after a person disciplines his mind by the means of abiding in the preached to him word, he receives the ability to know the truth and knowing this truth then is called to make him free from sin so he can be clothed into the virtue of a servant of the Lord, specifically your mind. We talk about the discipline of our mind, to meditate about what we hear, the spiritual uh, thinking. And because of this, we begin to know God. And so, if we discipline our mind by the means of, so that we can meditate and abide in the preached to us word, and in this way, we come to know the truth that has ma- made us free from the power of sin, then this means that we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Fourth, purpose of possessing the status of a servant of the Lord in us is called to give us the legitimate right to bless the Lord, to stand in the house of the Lord in the time of the night, by the fact of which we can determine that we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Psalm 134, 1, Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. We recently studied this place to bless the Lord standing in the house of the Lord in the time of night. It's the prerogative of a priest, the sons of Aaron. Upon practice, this means to be vigilant in the temple of our body over the word of God that is contained in our heart, as God is vigilant over uh, His word in the temple of our body that we have concealed in our heart, so that it can be fulfilled in the time that He has appointed. Night in Scripture symbolizes a specific span of time before the coming of the morning, which means the start of the millennial rule of Christ and His bride that will uh, first uh require the coming of the Lord for His bride. And so, when it talks about the house of the Lord, this is the temple of our body that belongs to the Church of Christ. To bless the Lord in the temple of your body means to fulfill the, or to quench the hunger and thirst of God, which is fulfilling His commandments, instructions, and statutes. When we fulfill His commandments, instructions, and statutes, God is nourished. This is His food. And so first, we need to place ourselves in complete dependence, voluntary dependence of the teaching, the truth, the teaching of the elementary of Christ, elementary teaching of Christ that is contained in our heart. Not what's written, but we put it in our heart. We can stand guard of the word, only that's in our heart not the one written in scripture we can stand guard when it is put from the written word into our heart second we can we need to place ourselves in complete and voluntary dependence of the Holy Spirit that opens up the meaning of the truth that is contained in our heart which means to become the servant of the Holy Spirit so we could receive the unique ability to be led by the Holy Spirit third it is necessary and the time of the night to stand in the house of the Lord that where we have built Our body into the form of a king, priest, and prophet to stand in the house of the Lord in the time of the night is the position of fulfilling your calling to stand, is to be vigilant, to worship God, the ability to bless God, which gives God the ability then to clothe us into His blessings. And so, the phrase to stand in the house of the Lord means to be placed by God, to remain in your place, to implement for yourself boundaries that are placed by God. in
1: scripture to
0: keep these boundaries so that the flesh does not intervene not go out of the boundaries of your responsibilities not turn away from the goal that consists of the perfect will of God, to be vigilant in prayer with thanksgiving saying who God is for us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and who we are to God in Jesus Christ and if being in the house of the Lord as a king a priest and a prophet, we are not making the wise and voluntary decision to stand in the time of the night and and stand guard of the commandments of the Lord and do not stand Study, how to stand guard then we will as a result not have any opportunity to bless God and we also will not have the right to be in the house of God or to be a house of God and so one of the meanings of standing before the face of God in the time of the night or to bless God in the time of the night means to look upon the uh, unseen uh,
1: circumstances that
0: threaten us and that bring us to shame. In other words, not look at the visible things that threaten us, but the but look at the invisible promises that are reflected in Scripture this is what it means to stand not to look at the things that are happening around you but look at the things that are happening there what God is doing in the invisible world for you and so this position will give us the ability as it is written Moses and Moses said to the people do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today for the Egyptians whom you see today you shall see again no more forever Exodus 14 13. This position, this state, gives God the proper foundation to separate or sanctify us and make us able of, ble- capable of blessing Him, which will then allow God to pour out His blessings upon us to save us from our Egyptians. The servants of the New Testament, unlike the servants of the Law of Moses, all without exclusion, uh, male and female, were called to be priests or to stand before God but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the pra- praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. First Peter 2.9, and to so stand guard in the house of the Lord uh, in the time of the night is to proclaim His perfection. If we discipline our mind looking at the invisible, We fulfill the calling of a priest that stands in the house of God in the time of the night. And this means that we have entered that inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel.
1: Fifth. The
0: purpose of possessing the status of a servant of the Lord in us is called to give God the legitimate basis to keep his covenant of mercy for us by the fact of which we can then examine ourselves that we have entered the inherited lot contained in the name of God Rock of Israel 1 Kings 8:23 and he said Lord God of Israel there is no god in heaven above or on earth below like you who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts and so God keeps his covenant and mercy for his servants who keep within their heart this covenant. Examining uh, whether you are a partaker of the given promise is to be done by the price that we have paid to keep the covenant and mercy within your heart from being harmed or to be or from being peddled with. Now thank be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to the one we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life and who is sufficient for these things for we are not as so many peddling the word of God but as of sincerity but as from God we speak in the sight of God in Christ 2 Corinthians 2.14-17 and so keeping within your heart uh, covenant of, and mercy is to be the fragrance of Christ for those who are saved and those that are perishing and be as a fatal smell for the one and or aroma for one and a fragrant aroma for the other. If we can't be the fragrance of Christ to serve as a fatal aroma for one and as a living aroma for the other, then this means, if we are able to be this way, then this means we have entered our lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Sixth, the purpose of possessing the status of a servant of the Lord in us is called to give God the legitimate grounds to comfort us in Jerusalem. And seeing this, our heart will rejoice, our bones will flourish like grass, the hand of the Lord will be known to us and His indignation to His enemies. By this we will be able to examine ourselves that we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel. The sound of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord, who fully repays His enemies, the voice is coming from the temple, and the Lord speaks from the temple by his messengers. It is them that are his lips. When it says that the sound of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, this is the voice of the priest. This is the voice of the people that have become kings and priests to God before she was in labor and she gave birth before her pain came she delivered a male child who has heard such a thing who has seen such a thing shall the earth be made to give birth in one day or shall a nation be born at once for as soon as Zion was in labor she gave birth to her children shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery says the Lord. Shall I, who caused delivery, shut up the womb, says says your God? We talked about this place of Scripture, a surprising place, that in one day we will bear our sons and daughters. This won't be long, a long period. We will (coughs) <coughs> carry within our womb for a long time, but we will bear. When the first day of the of the week of Daniel happens, we will bear sons and daughters. And so in this day such a city will rise that will bring all in in to fear. As he's saying here, this will be a surprising nation. If we are together with the weeds, with the lawless, the wicked, the unclean, this will not be the the case in the day. We're clothed into our new person. This will happen in one day. Uh, This will happen as, shall I bring to, as it says, for as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children and so when people find out it will happen in one day they begin to become afraid will I make it and then he says responding to that fear he already knows that fear will rise in the heart shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery says the Lord shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb says your God rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her all you who love her rejoice for joy with her all who mourn for her that you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For everything God will do, He won't do in one only within one person, but in His nation, in Zion, and people that are part of that Zion will experience this glory. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed. Remember I said more than once that that time will come where the wealth, the millions of, will, will be drawn into the possession of these people. Uh, somehow this will happen. There won't be more wise or more powerful people on earth. They will be able to bring forth uh, hurricanes uh, and, uh, and bring forth uh, earthquakes and they will not be able to be killed. And they at this time will do God's work. It will be the true evangelism. They will take this Egypt, everything from this Egypt, in order to build a tabernacle of testimony. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed. On her side shall you be carried that's when we will feed. On her sides shall you be carried and be dandled on her knees, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem, in this kind of church, where the throne is the word of God. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord shall be known to His servants and His indignation to His enemies.
1: Isaiah 66,
0: 6-14. And this indignation will not be upon the enemies of the world, but those that have filled the churches of Christ and have legalized sins. And today, many sins are no longer sin. And they mock us, calling us dinosaurs we'll see who is the dinosaur. The purpose of this promise that belongs to this specific day that is known to God only indicates the erection of the stronghold of life, the resurrection of Christ in the body of His servants that has been in their hearts, in the words of their promise that belongs to the door of our, of our hope, their hope. So that the specific day that God knows, we can be comforted by God in Jerusalem and seeing this, we will rejoice in our heart and our bones will flourish as this green and and we will no longer mourn because of those who have filled the lawless and wicked if today we are in sorrow because of these wicked and lawless and have within our heart the promise that belongs to the door of our hope that within our bones in one day our bones will flourish as this green then this means that we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God Rock of Israel Seventh The purpose of possessing the status of a servant of the Lord in us is called to give God the legitimate grounds to be glorified in our body by the fact of which we need to examine ourselves that we have entered the inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel, upon the condition that we have the organic membership to Israel that is the chosen by God remnant in the status of a warrior in prayer. And he said to me, you are my servant, O Israel in whom I will be glorified. Isaiah 49.3 You are my servant, Israel. Israel is a warrior in prayer. In you I will be glorified. He's glorified in servants, those who have the nature of the Holy Spirit, the nature of the dove that is within the cleft of the rock. A person that has no partaking to Israel, the chosen by God, by God remnant, is not able to be Uh, a warrior in prayer as it is written but it is not that the word of God has taken no effect for they are not all they are not all Israel who are of Israel nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham in Isaac your seed shall be called that is those who are the children of the flesh these are not the children of God but the children of the promise are counted as the seed and so the children of promise that are promised by God uh, by God to Abraham and Isaac uh, these children are the category of saints that have entered through the narrow gate. And so if we are able to differentiate the narrow gate from the wide gate and we have entered through the narrow gate, that means that we have entered our inherited lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel.
1: There there will
0: be then question three, uh, the price and then the results of the dove the nature of the dove and so today we will leave it uh, for the next service we right now will bend our knees and our heads and we will pray and we will thank our lord for who he is to us and what he's done for us in jesus christ Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ,
1: again and again I thank you
0: upon this blessed place that you have made the throne of your word. You have erected your word. You have magnified it upon the highest of pedestals. This is the word that's in our heart and we have a throne for it upon which you can sit. And we have been led by you and are valuing your word and although we still can fall and fall into sin you continue to comfort us and call us your own telling our heart if the righteous will fall seven times he will rise again this means that if we fall into sin we have the confidence, the boldness, the desire to deal with that sin, to take control of it and confess the sin, leave the sin. And we thank you that this place gives us the opportunity to be victorious over sin and confess our sins. When we confess our sins, we overcome sin at this time, and hell is ashamed, and the heavens rejoice. You blot out our sins by the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, when we sincerely and honestly come before you And we say that we did not want, didn't desire to do the things we did. But until you destroy the shackles of sin, we will again and again fall into those sins. But you said that if you deliver us, we will be free indeed, delivered indeed. You have taught us how you will break these shackles, what you will break and that this will happen by the proclamation of our mouth when we count ourselves dead to sin, living for you, and we proclaim the not existent stronghold freedom from sin in us as existent. These confessions will break these shackles and will make us independent, free from sin may your people understand these things and fully understand this so that your children come with their fruits of holiness to you so that your children see this upon their sons these fruits of holiness so that they become fruitful so that your work be shown to your servants may the names of your sons and daughters be blessed that
1: carry,
0: that carry and they bear the reproach that is uh, upon you, upon themselves, and the word they bear in their heart, they carry in their heart, and they pay a price for, gladly. May your mercy and your glory be upon us and be shown to us and the perseverance will be rewarded greatly. And so, pay attention to the perseverance of your people that we calmly, with patience, with perseverance, we wait for those promises that you have sent
1: to adopt our body with your
0: resurrection. We bow before your words the words of eternal life, and we thank you for those words, our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so now let us proclaim our unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless,